be quickened by them. Right. Amen. Amen. And let the devil hear it too. Right. <laughs> Amen. I'll tell you what, he just doesn't know what to do with a certain people on the earth today. Amen. Amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord. Good to be here on a Wednesday. Nice to see you all. Amen. We're here just to uh, worship God, get our batteries recharged, serve God better, and be overcomers in this last day. Amen. We want to see Sister Sharifa is here. She's back. I think Brother Moses is still down east in, um, in uh, Quebec, and he's actually ministering tonight again. That's his third service that he's ministering, so we appreciate our Brother Moses. We appreciate your family, and it's nice to have you here. God bless you. Amen. We want to just have a word of prayer. I want us to also remember the believers in Malawi. There has been um, a cyclone or the equivalent of a hurricane that's come through there. And in the country, there's been a number of people that perished in, in Malawi and also in, um, um, it just escapes me, the other country that's nearby there right now. But uh, we, I'm sorry, Mozambique, that's right. And uh, those that are familiar with, uh, I mean, we've been, I think, Sister Leanne, you've been in those countries. But the capital of Malawi is Blantyre. It's up high on a hill. And, uh, and then down below, there's, there's a lot of others. But uh, there was so much rain, so much wind. It was like a sea, uh, a river of mud that went down, and it wiped out a number of homes and things. And at the moment, they say that there's even up to 15, 16 believers that have perished. So we want to remember them. There are brothers and there are sisters. And we have needs too. And they've been mentioned, but let's just have a word of prayer before we turn to the word. Just play something softly, if you will. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to be in your house again. Thank you to be able to serve you in this end time. Lord, it's a time of distress. It's a time when there's wars and rumors of wars. There's distress among nations. There's perplexity among the people, Lord. Father, that even, even the the weather and the systems and the prince of the power of the air is having his way, but Lord, we know that you're in control. And Lord, nothing happens by chance to the believer. We believe there's something that's holding us, something that's keeping us. Lord, it's not ourselves, but it's you. It's our heavenly Father. Lord, we've come tonight, and we're all human. We've made mistakes. We've done different things. But, Lord, we, we just feel that we're in a world where we get dirty sometimes. And, Father, we would just ask you that you would wash us, you'd cleanse us. Forgive us our shortcomings. Lord, strengthen us with your word, with your promises. May we place them on our hearts. And, Father, we invite you just to come and be in this service now. Bless our gathering, we ask. Father, we pray and ask your blessing on each and every home. 
Lord, also the requests that we made known. We remember our brother Moses, Lord, who is away. We thank you for him, for his family, for their lives. We pray that you'll use him. Give him favor in heart, in the hearts of the people. Pray also, Lord, for all our dear friends in Malawi, our brothers and sisters, Lord. Father, we just pray that you would just be with them in a special way. Lord, that you will restore them, bring them closer to you, no matter what the enemy would throw at them. But, oh, God, may you show yourself strong. and May they raise up even stronger, oh, God, I pray. Bless them. Bless your people around the earth, wherever they are, the believers, the bride of Christ. Now, oh, Lord, as we look to your word, we invite you to come. Just be with us, we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's just sing one more chorus. Lord, my heart is open. Lord, my heart is open. And won't you come inside and fill up all my Let's go to the book of Amos, Amos chapter 3, Amos chapter 3, this is a familiar scripture for the end time in verse 7, but I want to just read the first three verses, and then I'll also turn to Psalms chapter 86. Amos 3 verse 1, hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you, O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. Can two walk together except they be agreed? That will be the focus. We'll turn also to Psalms chapter 86. If you just turn back a few pages in your Bible book of Psalms chapter 86. We will just read one verse there, verse 11. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. Amen. God bless his word. You may have your seats. Appreciated the service on Sunday night. I think the Lord just giving us a greater expectation of where we are and what we can expect. For the world, the worst is about to come. For the bride, the best is just ahead of us. So we're, we're looking forward to that with, with all our hearts. Amen. Good to be here tonight. Ethan, you just raise your hand when you've got... Is it ready? Okay. Let's just put a PowerPoint on. I'm just going to show you a quick picture 
I, I just thought of this at the last minute, Brother Andrew reminded me, but it was called Cyclone Freddy that killed more than 100 in Malawi and in Mozambique. And this is just the first slide. This is a second. It's just showing some of this. Maybe you can turn that off, Ethan, and just prepare the video, if you will. We'll put the video on. This will give you an indication of what's happening or what's happened there. I want to just show you that. Amen. So in the days to come, we'll remember our brethren there, Brother Barry Coffey, also sending some relief, and we may help as it's needed. So we just remember our brethren there. You can have that PowerPoint ready in a moment, Ethan, but I just want to start tonight. I want to speak, if I can, for a few moments on a true agreement and uh, maybe just hold off on that slide for now for a moment, and uh, a true agreement. There are, I want to make a couple of statements, and then I want to take it to where we're living here. There are events happening in the world that are bringing the world together, and it's not being brought together by heart. It's not being brought together by their will, because there's more disagreement than ever. And uh, the nations are more divided, but they're being brought together. Uh, there's events that are happening. The economics that are setting up this last week, you will likely have heard of the collapse of a couple of banks in the United States. And it has caused a ripple effect that is going through the financial world right now. And uh, if, you're pre- if you're preparing for a, to get a mortgage, I think it's in your favor, actually. But uh, there are things that are happening that uh, are, are causing shockwaves. And it is setting up, you know, the government's bailing out right now, the United States government. But there's going to come a time when they don't have the resources to bail them out anymore. And, and there's going to be one, one, one uh, force in the world that's going to bail everybody out. And it's all setting up for it. But it's looking like it's ushering in a system that's eventually going to be fully under the control of Rome. This last week, you can put that slide up now. This last week, a couple of religious leaders united, and that was the Pope, and this is the Grand Imam. He's a, uh, in, in the country of Dubai, and they are setting up what's called a global movement for peace. And part of this is to unite three religions in the world together, Christianity, Jews, and Muslim. So they're setting up a new temple that has three distinct variations, but it's bringing everyone together in this one setting, in this one group. And the Pope is very active with it. And this is happening in the world right now. And these are things that that I would just say, they're happening and maybe they don't strike our radar, but... I'll tell you what, there's a uniting that's going on. And, and I, I could just say it the way Brother Branham said, under the gray horse, you can turn that off now, under the gray horse ride, it's a collaboration of political powers, 
um, religious powers and demon powers. And they're all coming together. Now, I'm going to maybe just ask you to turn, if you will, for a moment to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11. And Brother Branham would say everything that started in Genesis comes back in the book of Revelations. And in Genesis chapter 11, it says in verse 1, And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. Now, I'll just read these verses and then I'll just make some comments. It came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there, and they said to one another, go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. And they said, go, let us build unto us a city and a tower whose top may reach into heaven. And let us make a name, lest we be scattered abroad from the face of the whole earth." And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men had builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. They're all one language. This they have begun to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Now, that was in the book of Genesis. And, and we know what happened after that. There was a confounding of speech because... God, God would not allow them to come in that time and season. Remember, this is after the flood. Now, we're coming to a time where, again, it's coming to a oneness. I'm going to read, read this from uh, a couple of messages. Brother Bram says, back in Genesis, look at the different things that happened. Babylon first appeared in Genesis. Then it appeared in the middle of the Old Testament and now it's coming again in the revelation in the last days, Babylon. And it was called the gates of God, but then it was called Babylon, confusion. It was founded by Nimrod. That's where idolatry started. That's where idolatry ends up in Babylon. It comes all the way through the people. And then in the message, Why We Are Not a Denomination... He said, notice, the woman, the church, this is in Revelation 17, mystery Babylon. Now, we see her appear by Nimrod. What was Nimrod's purpose? Nimrod founded a city that caused all the other cities to pay tribute to this city. Can we see such a thing today? Is there such a place today? Well, you can see where it's moving. And, and it's, it is... Men that are inspired, politicians that are inspired, bankers and systems that are inspired. That's why you hear statements like, you will own nothing and be happy. Because they want it under their control. And they are inspired by the devil. Now, it said, is there a nation that, makes, that has domination over every nation in the world? Certainly. Is there a place today that makes every nation pay tribute to it? Every leader that goes to Rome, he pays tribute and he gives something to the man that is there. And, and, and they will do it in some form if they'll bow to him or do whatever. And he gladly accepts it because he is as a viker uh, for Christ on the earth. Now, in God's provided place of worship, Brother Bram said, we're coming now to a forcing all into one great unity. 
And he says, but that is a mechanical made device by man. It cannot stand. It's not God's will. It's not God's program. Now, he'll also say, I'm making a prediction. We will have a union of churches and a great boycott that will follow this union of churches. All denominations will be forced into it. All of them. If they don't, there'll be a horrible boycott. And he says, everyone today, not knowingly, has joined the World Council of Churches selling their birthrights. Now, I, 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 I don't want to spend too much time. Let me read this out of the Church Age book. Brother Bannon will say, the movement that started in Ephesus will become the monster of Satan that defiles and deceives the whole world. The church system of Roman Catholic and Protestant will come together and control the wealth of the world system and force the whole earth into a religious trap or will kill them by refusing them the privilege of buying and selling whereby they make a living. I had a, I had a man who came into my office the other day and he said to me, He's, he's, he's a man who uh, went, and he just went to a store in West Edmonton Mall, and he bought a couple of shirts, and he just gave them a $100 bill, and they said, we don't take cash anymore. And they said, you only can pay by card. And he goes, what? <laughs> I always pay by cash, he says. And, but that's where the world is coming to. Coming soon to an address near you. Just telling you. Now, let, let me just finish this. He says... This will be accomplished simply for all the harlot's daughters are all but gone back to her. In the meantime, Rome has acquired nearly all the supplies of gold. The Jews have the bonds and the paper. At the right time, the harlot will destroy the present-day money system by calling in all the paper and demanding gold. With no gold, the system fails. The Jews will be trapped and come into an alliance, and the, holy, and the harlot church will take over the whole world. Now, there is more dialogue more thought, more discussion on this line than there ever has before. Now, there is a promise, and I, I won't maybe get into it today, but the bride will not be here when that covenant is made. And I just say, we are moving into that more than more. Now, I, I need to bring this to, to some thoughts that I, I need to just bring together. Just because we know those things doesn't mean we will be able to resist those things in our natural selves, okay? We need to take our allegiance with Christ. Now, I'm, I'm going to uh, maybe just take this now for a moment. I want to just take, let me make two more statements out of a message, recognizing your day. National force put Israel in the homeland National force will put the church in the world council of churches. But the power of God will put the people in the bride. 
the world forces this way and that way, but God forces upward. The Spirit of God, which is the Word of God, and he says, my word is spirit and life, will put the bride in her place. She'll recognize her position in the Word, that she's in Christ, and that will put her in her place. No national force will do it. Okay, now national forces will force the council of churches, and they say, oh, church, recognize your day as Jesus warned you. Uh, there, there are other parts to this that I, I, would, I would like to take, but let's just, let's just stop it there. Now, as I said, there, are, there is a coming together of forces under the gray horse rider. That's this last ride, which is death. It's a mixing of all the powers, the white, the red, the black, under the gray, and the rider will be a superman. I, I, I would love to take some time on, on this tonight, but I want to get to something. So that's a coming together. Now, Satan only emulates what God is already doing. So there's a coming together of politics, there's a coming together of, of economics, there's a coming together of religious powers, there's a coming together of demon powers. Now they're all coming together, and as they're coming together, there's also got to be a people that comes together. Now we are not under the type of agreements that are happening in the world. Can two walk together except they be agreed no, they can't. Let's just read, I'm going to read two scriptures, one in Matthew, sorry, in, in Daniel chapter 11. Daniel chapter 11, I, I, I'm going to pick just a couple of verses and then we'll, we'll go from there, but Daniel chapter 11, verse 17, actually I'm, I, I could read much of this whole thing, but I want to, let's just go down to verse 23, and this is just showing the spirit that is bringing people together. And it says now it's talking about the king of the south, the king of the north. It's talking about the four great kingdoms, but let's, I won't take time with it. And after the league he made with them, a league is like an agreement. He shall work deceitfully. He shall come up and shall become strong with small people. He shall enter peaceably upon the fattest places of the province. He shall do that which his fathers have not done. Let's just... Go, I'm going to move forward. Verse 25. And he will stir up his power and his courage against the king of south with a great army. And the king of the south will be stirred to battle with a great and mighty army. But he'll not stand. Now, I could read more of this. Verse 27. And both of these kings' hearts will be to do mischief. And they will speak lies at one table. But it shall not prosper for yet the end shall be at the time appointed. Now they're coming together at one table. They're making agreements. But their hearts are not in agreement. They're speaking lies one to another. Could you, you, know, could you imagine, you know, uh, in, the, in the old days, in the cartoons, when you'd read the comic strips. 
You know, we used to have the newspaper come once in a while to the table. Well, everybody had their little section. My wife loved to go to the comic strips. She, that was just what she loved. But you know, they have the comic strips and they'd have those captions from the, from, from the characters. And sometimes, you know, if they had a full circle with a full line around it, it was what they were speaking. But sometimes it had those clouds around it. That meant that's what they were thinking. Now, could you imagine if we would have a machine or something, not just to hear what they're saying, but to hear what they're thinking? It would be two different thoughts, two different dialogues completely. Why? It would be just such a, a contrary thing. Now, I'm, I'm bringing this to where we are tonight. Just give me a little bit to get here. Let's just read verse, so we read verse 27. So both of these kings are at one table, but they're speaking lies at one table. Let me, let me just jump, hold your finger there for a moment. Revelations chapter 17, Revelation 17, and I'll just take verse 12 to 14. These are the ten horns which thou sawest, are ten kings, which has received no kingdom as yet. They receive power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind, and they shall give their power and strength unto the beast. And they shall make war with the lamb, and the lamb shall overcome them. So now, they, look, look at what's coming together at the end time. There's, there is coming an agreement, but it's a forced agreement. I'm going back to Daniel 11. Just read one more verse, verse 32. And such as do wickedly against his covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. Now this is the beast. He comes in with flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. What is exploits in this day? Not to take everything that you hear on the news. Not to take everything that is taught in the schools. Not to take the way, the broad way. But the, the exploits are to stand with the Word of God. To discount everything. There's a people that will do exploits. Not of their own selves, but by the Spirit of God. Now, I'm going back. Now to where I want to get to. I, I, I use that as a bit of a preamble. Now it was in the Garden of Eden where uh, when man and God were united, but in, in their uniting, in, and let me, let me read this from the message, Oneness, Brother Bannon would say this, and he'd say, now the only way to stay in divine fellowship is to keep the word. God said, you shall do this, not this, and now one little piece of the commandment disobeyed started the whole thing because, because of that word disobeyed, it was every death, every pain, every sorrow, every heartache. It, she did it right then. What a horrible thing to disbelieve God's word. So it was, and if you look at the entrance that Satan gained, the Bible would say he beguiled the woman. Beguiled was to deceive, was to begin to plant thoughts, was to begin to come with another thought. Now Eve's protection was to stay behind Adam. 
and was to, whatever Adam said, that was her protection. But the serpent was to try to take her out from behind that. That same serpent is at work today. He will come and he'll bring you in a church. He'll, he'll bring you to a place. And, you know, he'll even just cause us to look at things the wrong way. We'll look for big things. We'll look for shiny things. We'll look at what we can do rather than staying behind God's word. Now, Brother Adam would say in the same message, there is no better class of people in the world than those that keep God's word. That's the best. That's the only class that God looks at just a little while and maybe God will let us get into it. Now you would also say, when Adam and Eve listened to the lie of the devil, the holy image of God left them. Their fellowship was broken. Their fellowship of oneness with God was broken the minute they listened to the lie of the devil. Now Brother Branham would go and say, and, and I appreciate how you went, Brother Max, just the other day and talking about Mary. You know, the miracle with Mary was not what happened nine months after the angel visited her, but was that she could accept God's word in her heart right then. Now, this last day's bride will be just like Mary. They will receive God's word. They will have a spirit that will welcome God's word and will keep God's word within their heart. And that's the kind of people that we need to be. Now, I, I, this is really the crux of where I want to get to. Now, in, in a message, Souls in Prison, Brother Branham will, will speak and, and say these words. Now, this is... This is here a true agreement that we're talking about. Now, he says, and he, and he actually speaks about the Garden of Eden, but this is the paragraph. Now, the soul that's in there, the soul is what God is working. If he can only get that nature, that, that spirit to agree with him, now, then that nature dies, the nature and the love of the world dies, and the things of the world is dead. Now, what's God doing? He's just wanting to get your soul to agree with God's Word, wanting to put God first, wanting to love God above all things. But this is not something that happens naturally. But yes, we need to, we know the process of God. What is repentance? We die out to ourselves. We repent. We turn the other way. We say, I'm not right. We recognize these things, and we surrender to God. Now, we surrender to God by repentance, and, and, and the prophet would tell us, so a full surrender entitles you to the Holy Ghost. A full surrender entitles you to the full power of God working on your behalf. He said if he can get one that unites with him, then there is omnipotence that is there. So he's looking for just one person to unite with him. I was speaking to Brother Paul Dirksen on the weekend. 
And he was just sharing. They had some meetings this last weekend. And, and, and as they had the meetings, there, there was uh, a brother who was visiting. They had the meetings. And Brother Paul has labored much with the church there. And he said as they labored, and it was the end of the Saturday night service, two people said, hey, we want to be baptized. On the Sunday morning, God ministered, and the Spirit of God was moving. And, and the people came to be baptized. He said, anybody else comes. And then Brother Paul said, the Spirit of God was so strong. He said, in his words, they just started coming. And he had seven new baptisms. Plus he had a number of people that had heard the message. They'd listened to tapes. They'd done things. And they did it intellectually. They did it mechanically. But they began to recognize they needed more. And they had 35 new, uh, sorry, rebaptisms. Now Brother Glenn was there. Brother Glenn knows about it. But Brother Paul was just saying, it was just the grace of God that poured out amongst us. Friends, that same God is on the scene. There is a true agreement. There is a true uniting. And it's not just with the head. Because in your head you can think one thing. And in your heart you can be in another way. But God is looking for your heart to align with his word. Not just our heads. So a true agreement is something that we need. It was earlier last year, Brother Max. Later last year. Brother Max was speaking and, and it was a quote I'd been just reading on, and it was out of the message, greatest battle ever fought. And out of that message, Brother Man mistakes. now, if this church right here can just get united, where every thought is in line with God, he said, it would break into instantaneous healings. It would break into things. So it is to get every thought lined up with God. Now pardon me, I'm, I'm going to just say some things because this is where we all break down. This is where I break down. This is where you break down. We have this little private world called our thought life. And this little private world, you don't have to give account to anybody. In fact, you can say it's my own world. I'll take liberties with it. I'll do whatever I want with it. I'll think whatever I want. But the Bible would say a penny for your thoughts. The Bible doesn't say, I was going to think a man, but as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Your thoughts speak louder in heaven than your words do on earth. Now we might think this is my own little world. I have a right to think whatever. I think Brother Ed preaches too long. That's fine. That's a good thought. It's true sometimes. But I, you might say, but you know what? You can allow that thought to dominate the service. And you can allow that thought to, over, to dominate what God might want to do in a given service. You say, I don't like the way he does this. I don't like his tie. You know, all these thoughts. You know, how many wasted thoughts do we have? If we would have a penny for every thought, a lot of us would be billionaires right now. We, our bank account would be full. But how many thoughts do we think that are contrary to what God is trying to say to us? How many thoughts do we allow to dominate our lives, maybe carrying some unbelief, carrying something with it? Oh, I hope this service is over soon. It's a Wednesday. Doesn't he know? It's almost 8.30. How come he's singing another song? And you know what you're doing when you utter those thoughts? The Holy Spirit can't descend. 
the Holy Spirit. And maybe we allow somebody else, you know, why is it so important to agree? Listen, brother, why are you preaching on baptism? I got it down pat years ago. Maybe somebody here does. And maybe your agreement with the Word, not just with your lips, not just with your head, but with your heart will change things. If we can allow every thought to come into agreement. Friends, the bride will be overcomers. The evidence of the Holy Ghost is when you agree with every word, not mechanically, but with your heart. I love God. I love His Word. But the enemy wants to come against us in any way he can. Now, we're all human beings. I'm not here to condemn you this tonight because I think we need to be more conscious of our thoughts. Now, this is a message. Brother Bam speaks, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he's talking about the two on the road to Emmaus. And he says these words. Now, while they were thinking on these things, a stranger walked out. Now, listen to this. They were thinking these things. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. We can, we can, within the context, now, we got to be honest and say what the prophet said. Within every church, there is a believer, there is a make-believer, and there is an unbeliever. And if I want to, before you start looking at who's down the pew from you or behind you or whatever you, and don't do that, sometimes we all fulfill these categories. The spirit that's on us, sometimes we're just going through the motions. Okay, raise my hand if I have to. I'll, I'll lip sync the song if I have to. Friends, God, you're not fooling anybody. Least of all God. You might, you might fool those people around you. Let's be honest with God. I want to serve God from my heart. Not just in form, but I want to serve Him with everything that's within me. I want to have a heart that has good thoughts about my brother and my sister. I want to have a heart that has positive thoughts about what's going on. And thank God for the blood of Jesus that can wipe out those things that we have not thought properly. Now, Brother Branham, they're asking him this, you know, he's talking. Now he says, these two walking on the road to Emmaus. When you go to thinking about him, that's when he appears. Now, taking what Brother Max ministered on Sunday night, Brother Brandon would tell us the story of Mary. Mary may have come across what Isaiah had written, a virgin shall conceive. And there had been, as Brother Brandon would say, many that had thought, I'm going to fulfill that. But Mary began to entertain it and to receive it in her heart. How could this be, Lord? I, oh, that'll be a great day. I know it'll happen one day. So now the conditions are in place for that Holy Spirit, that word that had circled the earth for all those years, for 800 years. But now there's a bedding womb. Now there's a place where because just by thoughts, just by being amicable to the word of God, the Spirit of God comes down and begins to plant that word in there. Oh, friends, if we could be the same about all the promises of God, if we could say, Lord, yes, your word is true. 
Now every one of us faces obstacles. We face negativity. We can turn on the news and we can hear negativity. We can go to the internet and we can hear it. We can hear it in the church. We can hear it at the dinner table. We can hear it wherever. But at the same point, the more we put the word of God on our lips, the more we rehearse the promises of God, the more your home, your person, your family, your being, our church, wherever we go will be a receptacle for the Lord to just come and drop in. The more we exercise these things. Now, this is also where the devil hits us the hardest. He bombards us with thoughts. The, the question that was there, Brother Branham was in a prayer line and he had the brothers come up and pray for them. And one of the brothers, you know, they, they had a prayer line, they're coming up this way. And one of the brothers just comes up to Brother Branham and says, Brother Branham, I came into that prayer line, I was praying, and it was just, I was bombarded by evil thoughts. And Brother Bram says, oh, don't worry, those were meant for me. You just got in the way. Now, can you imagine what he went through? Now, he had to overcome that. Now, he had weaknesses like you and I have weaknesses. Let me, let me take, let me finish this quote he says, that's the reason. No, he says, they were thinking about him. That's when he appears. They were talking about him. Now, it starts out like in Romans. We think the right thoughts. We speak the right thoughts. And God comes on the scene and honors that. That's the reason he doesn't appear to so many of us. We talk about too many other things instead of Jesus. Maybe we're talking about trading cars. Is there anything wrong with trading cars? No. Somebody should have said amen to that. I know a couple of people that got a lot of cars. And they're, they're in that. No. He says, maybe or else the washing or what kind of soap powder do you use? And all the brothers said? No, none of them knows anything about the soap powder you use. He says, listening to the radio or some kind of nonsense. Now, these things are all fine. They're not evil in themselves. But if you're consumed with them, and, and that's all that you live for, then I'll say, you know, it, it, it'll make a candidate for, you know, if you've been surfing about cars or dish powder or whatever it is, guaranteed by algorithms, they'll pop up on your computer. And some sales pitch will come your way. But on the other hand, what about the Holy Spirit? What about putting on your lips? Now you say, well, I'm just a young person. I just show up at church. What about putting the word on your lips? What about engaging your thoughts in that? What about taking ownership for the thoughts I allow in my life that may affect me or not affect me or affect those around me? Oh, friends, what a, there's a glorious victory in the love divine. Now, you can't help think those thoughts. When you're really in love with someone, you know, you, you, can, take, you can take a young couple that just got married. And I can think of a few around this church, and some have left and gone other places. But, you know, it, it was like for a while they were thinking a lot of other things, and all of a sudden they began to be consumed. Why? Because by desire, by love, they began to think that. And I would say, the Ephesian church fell away by losing their first love. I'd say, oh God, 
Give me that first love again. <laughs> Let me fall in love with Jesus. Oh, falling in love with Jesus was the best thing I've ever done. And as you allow yourself more of that, you don't even have to fight to block off other things. It's just natural. He consumes you. He becomes a part of your trading cars. He becomes a part of your dish soap. He becomes a part of all of these things in our life. And I'll tell you, it brings him. I would love to live in that place where the enemy doesn't even have an entrance because I've agreed with him. Now, it's not enough. I, I really want to move along. I just have hard trouble finishing this quote. If we could just keep our minds on him, let the meditation of my heart. Now, I, I'll, I'll just jump ahead to it. In Psalms chapter 1, it said, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Now, you can put all of those things off, and you can do a good job of serving God by pushing things out the door. But the next part is, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. So it's not just, okay, well, I'll turn the tape on, and, and as soon as I'm done the tape, I'll shut it off, and I'll go elsewhere in my mind and in my thoughts. But what about meditation? What about thinking on the things like Mary did? What about thinking on those things? You know, it's when we think on him that he comes, right? So meditation is a part of that. What did the prophet do when he was laying back on his bed and he put his hands behind, Lord, if I'm ever going to do anything for you, I better start now. He was thinking about his life. He was thinking what be. And the Lord transferred him out of an out-of-body experience to show him the other side. He was wondering what would it be like over there. What would Brother Neville be? Would he be a cloud? Would he be this and this? And he could see real people. He could see these things. So it's what he was thinking on. Now just think on the prophet's meditations. The prophet's thinking, what he allowed himself. He allowed every facet of his life, crossing a cigarette path in the woods. He allowed God turn that into something. He allowed everything he came to. So if you can be consumed with him. Now I'm not talking about being ultra spiritual. That where you're at work and your boss comes and taps you on the shoulder. How's the, how's the job going? Oh, just thinking on the things of the Lord. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But I'll tell you what, it's, it, it, it's good when he does come. I'll tell you what, I've had some inspirations come in times I didn't ever expect it. Because the Lord is faithful. He's closer than we recognize. So it says, his delight is in the law of God. And in his law does he meditate day and night. So when you do these things, what are you doing? You're setting yourself up to prosper. And he shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water. That bringeth forth fruit in his season, his life, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now, what's greater in the world today? Having an agreement, watching your investments, watching everything that's there, or allowing the word of God to rule your heart. Not having fear, well, this bank collapsed, what am I going to do? What's going to happen? You know, those thoughts of fear. Who are the overcomers in the book of Revelation? The fearful, the unbelieving will have no part 
over there. So it's not those who observe the doctrine, but those who maintain something in their heart. They didn't allow fear to dominate their lives. They didn't allow unbelief to come into it. They didn't allow their lives to be consumed with all of those things. Okay, i got to move along. So, uh, listen, I, I, I may have just preached you up into a place, oh, how am I ever going to live there? Okay, well, let's come back down to the real place where we all are for a moment. Now, Brother Bannon would say, re- referencing Romans chapter 7, verse 14, the things I would do, I do not. The things I do, I do, I, I, I don't. Uh, on and on it goes. He said, now, Brother Bannon explained this scripture. He said, now, I can't understand this. This I cannot understand is his words. Paul, he, he puts this explanation. In me is two persons, right? One, what wants me to do wrong. The other one, the other wants me to do. And every time I start to do right, then wrong hinders me. Now, if I preach that as the opening scripture, and I say that's where you all are living, I mean, that would just deflate us. But that's the truth. That's where we're living. Now, Brother Bannon would say, how many people on the interviews has the same, run the same thing, and he says temporarily, and, and he goes, exactly, that's where we're at. We have two people. Now, I'm, I'm, I won't get into this fully today. I wanted to actually take, there's, there's a message you can listen to, and, and I'll just give you this. You want to listen to um, spiritual amnesia. And, and you take where Elijah has the people, and he says, how long do you halt between two opinions? Now, we can live double lives. We can live one way in church and be spiritual, but our thoughts live in a different world. And sometimes we have seasons where the, there's good thoughts, and then they regress into all kinds of things. Now, remember, you can't control what comes to you, but you can control what happens or how long you allow it to stay there or abide. So I'm just trying to make you aware of it. You actually can kick the devil out of your thoughts. You don't need to allow these things. So Brother Adam was talking. He's saying, now there's two people in you. So you can read, you can listen to uh, spiritual amnesia and you can read out of Kings, how long halt you between two opinions and then read the book of James about a double-minded man, which is actually a two-faced man. We can be two-faced if we're not careful. Listen, don't, don't think for a moment that we're all super spiritual and there's no backside to us. There's a backside to every one of us. There are thoughts that I have thought that I would hate to have put up on the screen. But I'm so thankful for the blood of Jesus. There are things that I, I would say that I've allowed my mind to go and I say, Oh God, forgive me, I don't want to be there. And listen, Brother Branham encountered them too. And, and I can't imagine what he encountered because in one place, a man called him a deceiver. You're an antichrist. Now, don't think for a moment that didn't play on him. He was a human being. He also was subject to the nature of his birth, the things out of the human grab bag, the things that he had, the blues, the ups and downs. And he said, I have to overcome that. So he says, now, if I'm a deceiver and that would be the will of my Lord... Now look at how he overcame. If that would be pleasing to my Lord, if that fulfills his purpose for my life, I love him so much. Whatever he has for me, that's what I want to be. Oh, I I don't know if we've ever come to the battle that way. 
I've come to places where I said, Lord, before I ever deceive someone, kill me or take me off the scene. I've had say, Lord, before I ever cause division or strife or things, Lord, just let me ride off into the sunset and never do that. These are things I put in my heart because I don't, I don't want to be, have that kind of record attached to me. So now, now he's just saying, so there's two people. Now, let me, let me just take this. This is a sister, and he's speaking to a sister in a prayer line. And he's saying, now, sister, look, look this way now. And then he says, and live. <laughs> look and believe on the Lord Jesus with all your heart. Now, you're suffering from a mental oppression, which is nervousness. You keep having strange and crazy thoughts running through your mind. Oh, man, I'm ever glad he quoted that because, whew, I thought I was the only one. And some of you ought to have said amen to that too. He says, you keep having strange and crazy thoughts running through your mind, especially right late of an evening. Now, look, look at these thoughts. Now, look at what he says. I'm, I'm actually picking this a little bit back when I was talking last week on stress. Now, he says... You get real weak. Oh, these thoughts. And it oppresses her, and she gets weak. Many times you have to set down. Now, I'm just going to go back to what I, what I wrote here, stress. Because we're living in an age like the body has coping mechanisms. God has given us coping mechanisms, but we also need to fight the devil in the trenches. We need to fight him on a daily level. We need to fight him every which way he can. Now, he says stress is natural, physical, and mental reaction to life experiences. Everyone experiences stress from time to time. Everyday responsibilities like work and family, even school, I'll say school, we experienced this when our daughter, she went, to, she went to kindergarten, and she loved kindergarten. She had a wonderful teacher, taught her a lot of principles and things. First day of grade one, she comes back and I said, how was school? Oh, man, so much paperwork. <laughs> so much paperwork. Wow, stressful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's stressful for a parent to send your child to school. It's stressful for the child who's been cultured and nurtured. But thank God we can empower them. We had our, we had our son and, 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 you know, we had to have discussions with the teacher beforehand about what we wanted to permit coming to him. Well, there happened to be a substitute teacher and the substitute teacher just said, hey, we're gathering in the gym for a big gathering and we're all going to march in to the sound of this rock group singing, we will rock you. And my, my son just puts his, puts his hands up, comes up to the teacher. He says, uh, I can't do that. He says, no, no, just go in there with everybody else. No, no, my mom won't let me do that. And then she says, no, no, just, just go, just go. And he looks at her and says, you don't know my mom. <laughs> hey, you can empower your children. Listen, these things are stressful. Every stage of life is stressful, so the body has coping mechanisms. Now, it says things like work, family, to serious life events, new diagnosis of a disease, war, death of a loved one can trigger stress. Some stress can be beneficial to your health. It can keep you cope. Your body muscles respond. Now, I spent a lot of time 
last week, and I'm, I'm not, not going to get to it all today, is how it, it can go right down to your body and affect your body. And we need to learn to take care of our bodies. Now, physically, but I want to just focus for a few moments mentally. Now, 50 signs of stress. I didn't touch on all of these. But these are mental stress. Sudden attacks of panic. Excess anxiety, worry, guilt, nervousness. How many of us have worried about what's going to happen? We wake up and we're worried. Oh, man. What a spiritual church. I mean, my goodness. I, I, maybe I'm the only one that needs this. Worry. You know, Brother Adam would tell us about the, the ship that was coming across, and it was coming across to America, and a mother was going to see her daughter, and, and, and the captain radios, hey, the ship's sinking, pray, pray, pray. And, and the woman just relaxed and just said, oh, thank God. And, and they, somebody said, why are you doing that? Well, in five minutes, I'll either be with my daughter who is in New York or I'll be with my daughter who is in glory. Either way, I'm going to see my daughter. Now, that is a pretty good place to be. Can you actually live there? That's the question. Can I live there? I think we can move towards that. You're not, not by whatever will be, will be. No, but... God has a plan. Nothing can defeat that plan. So sudden attacks of panic, where does that come from? The enemy. How is it brought on? By just dwelling on the negative. Well, you know, it's a nice day out, but it could end up cloudy pretty soon. And it might rain, and who knows, we may even get snow again. You want to depress yourself? Just, just go ahead. Have at it. But you can also say, it, you know, you can look at things positively. So here, these are signs of stress. Excess anxiety, worry, guilt, nervousness, increased anger, frustration, hostility, depression, frequent or wild mood swings. So this is where I'm reading here. This woman, wild and crazy thoughts running through your mind. Now, he says, you get this gloomy spell. This is what Brother Adam tells her. The devil's trying to tell you you're going to lose your mind. You ever felt like your head's coming off? Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Some honest people here. Honest people. Okay. Now, he says, now, these things are true. The thoughts are true. Okay. Now, he says, now, give me your prayer card. Stand before me. If you'll believe, if you believe you'll be, you'll heal me. That's right. Raise your hands. I see where you were kneeling there. So she already had something rise up in her. I see you where you were kneeling there. Now God has rewarded you and your faith has healed you. It's gone from you. It was caused from menopause. You're going to be well. Go on your road rejoicing. God bless you, my sister. Oh, he knows. Listen, I, I love the... Brother Brandon will not use these words to condemn us, but he'll use them to help us. 
He watches you. He knows every thought that's in your mind. He knows every action. He knows everything about you. That's right. But I've backslid, Brother Branham. That doesn't make a bit of difference. He knows exactly what you backslid over. He knows exactly where you're at. Well, Brother Branham, I went off without him. I had an opportunity one time. A preacher made a call, and I ought to have went. I tried it, but I failed. No matter what you've done, he still has his eye on you. I know the thoughts that I think of you. Thoughts of peace to bring you to an expected end. Now, if he has those thoughts of us, what ought our thoughts be towards him? Leaning on the everlasting arms. I know I'll be there by grace. But we've got to take ownership. Friends, we can be a breeding ground for faith or a breeding ground for the enemy to bombard us. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not bombarded. Now, I, there's a whole list of things here that, that Brother Bram goes through. I'll just go through them. These are mental aspects. Difficulty concentrating. Racing thoughts. Now, that's not young men imagining hot cars, but thoughts that just race. Listen, I, I don't have time to go into today, but they used to have just some videos out. You could watch a video on YouTube. Still can. But now they came up with something else, you know, just the whole advent of social media, just little short clips, just a short clip, a little thing. And now people, they go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. Within a minute, they've taken in seven different pieces of information. And it's setting up a neurotic age. So the Chinese figured out there's this great little advent we'll even do to help everybody along. It's called TikTok. And it's just short video clips. And they say, number one, it's highly addictive. They, they, they say, what's the positive? They give a short list of what's positive. What's negative? And the list is about that long. The people that are on there, they can't remember things. They have trouble focusing they have trouble doing those things because they're allowing a multitude of things just to burn through their mind. And, and you know what it does? It doesn't allow us to think on the things of God, of the goodness that He gives us and His Word and His promises. These are real things that we have to bat battle. Racing thoughts, trouble learning new information, forgetfulness, disorganization, confusion. Difficulty making decisions, feeling overloaded or whelmed, frequent crying spells or suicidal thoughts. Now, there's a whole bunch more, but I won't have time to get into them today. I, I just wanted to bring a few of those. Now, I'm going to take a few things here that Brother Branham would say. Now, this, I'm going to take it this way because I want to encourage us. Brother Branham said, a fellow can have the blues and believe all kinds of things. But when you come and meet God, the blue days are over. All the weariness and sadness can be passed away. Now, Brother Bannon would say, one of the main things that's always hurt me in my life has been a nervous condition. When I get so worn, I get real weary. I kind of feel like nobody cares for you, you know, and all, and some of you have it too. 
I just happen to have a real overdose of it. And it gets really bad sometime, and I can't hardly, it's tension, and that's what does it. And I get to a spot many times, especially with those visions, it just gets me. You don't realize what a price goes with that. And then you start wondering, and you get to thinking, and you get off to your side, what have I done? Here I am, 50 years old, and I've done nothing for the Lord. And yet the truth couldn't be further away from it. I'm getting old. It's what we call the blues. Some of you brethren my age may remember what it means to have the blues. And we're not talking about a saxophone. We're not talking about that kind of rhythm or that kind of music. He says, Pop used to talk about it, and I wondered what it meant. You get to feeling that way, and none of it is true. It's just you. You know it. It's just you doing that. Now, I'm saying this so we all can be helped by this. Now, my father had it. He died at about 85, 90. I... No, some guy said, an old doctor said, my father, a doctor said about his, not Brother Branham's father, sorry. And he says, I examined all of his life and he'd get them spells. Some people get it and they're high-tempered. That's the kind that will kill you. The other kind, like women in menopause, they cry. That's kind of a weary feeling Old-timers call it the blues. It wouldn't leave them. When that hits you, your stomach sours. You're just upset. But sir, I didn't do nothing. I'm happy. That's right. That's just out of the human grab bag. You'll always have it. What a discouraging thing. Now, where am I at? Okay, time. Now watch your thoughts. Okay, about how long the service is going. (laughs) Just stay with me for a minute. Now, I get those spells too, where I get so overworked and Satan tells me, nobody cares for you, you really haven't got a friend in the world. And now, I'm not immune to that temptation, I've got to overcome that, so what I need to do and look back and say, I put it right back in his face and say, what about that? So, what Brother Adam explains, goes on to say is, he says, people don't care for you. And then he watches in the tabernacle license plates from Georgia, from all over the country. And he starts talking to the devil. And he says, well, if nobody loves me, why did they drive all the way there? And why did they come? And it says, and then he left me. So what is the power of thought? What is the power, the antidote to what the devil is trying to use? Brother Bam says, take the opposite. Take God's Word. Now, this is not psychology. This is bringing the Word into the channel of your thought. This is how we overcome. So, I'm, I'm going to leave here, and I, I'm going to go home, and I, you know, the power of thought, you can be thinking right now, well, once I get out, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and you get out of here, and you don't even think you're going there automatically by what you thought in here. Well, I'm going to stop at such and such a restaurant Sunday afternoon. We're going to stop for Chinese food. And all of a sudden, you find yourself there. How did we get there? You thought it. Nothing wrong with it. Listen, don't, don't worry. You know, and, and, but you can allow those thoughts to dominate you. Friends, if you can realize it's not a private world 
God hears those thoughts. And I'm saying not to condemn us, but saying, let's bring positivity. Oh, I can't stand so-and-so. If they, if they sit in front of me at church, no, sorry, nobody's ever thought that here. When are they going to get those pews fixed? Nobody's ever thought about that here. It's happening, don't worry. Pray for our brother. He's working hard on it. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Listen, you think this is... A, but could we, could we down, stop all of our words and just allow our thoughts to resonate in the air and look at those little clouds? Where would we be? But what if we can all bring those things together? I'm, I'm saying this to help me, to help you. The enemy is throwing everything he can at us. But you know what you can start doing? I, I took it last Sunday. Just start singing a little song. Start doing these things. Let me just speak one more. This is out of questions and answers. This will be my last quote. Brother Brown, I explain how a person knows if he's thinking his own thoughts or if the devil is placing thoughts in his mind to make them think wrong, especially if you do not want to think them. Well... If it's contrary to the word, it's the devil's thinking. Now, you got to be careful what part of the word you take. You can take Jehu's portion and attribute it to your driving skills. That's not quite what we're talking about. Okay? You, you <laughs> now, i got to go on. If it's the word, it's God's thinking. If it's the wrong thought, it's the devil. If it's the good thoughts of the word and of God, it's God's thinking. Now, if the case is the devil's placing thoughts in your mind about a certain thing, how can it be if I overcome or get rid of it? Take the vice versa of it. If the devil makes you think that you, he knows you're a Christian, he tries to make you think you're not a Christian, just take the vice versa. I'm a Christian. You know, you can say, well, I'm not very good. Well, you keep saying that very often enough and you'll be hanging your head. You'll be walking with a slump. That's what will happen if you keep saying that. I'm not very good. Confess your sins, the blood of Jesus Christ, and walk on with God. Now, as long as your experience matches in God's Word, I'm a Christian. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. What was Brother Branham doing when he walked from the plane in Memphis? He was singing a song. He was doing that even though everything was going wrong around him. He was singing a song and it brought him into one of the greatest miracles in his early ministry. And he says, will you please pray for me to overcome this? God grant you overcoming. May your thoughts just go right back to the other side. Say, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. Satan, you have no hold on me. And then he says this, Brother Ray, this will encourage you. Frankly, I'm standing here right now saying the same thing to keep from fainting here at the pulpit. That's right, four or five times I've almost pitched over at the pulpit. That's the truth. God knows it's right. Brother Ray wasn't feeling well. But he stood here and sang songs and we were blessed by the song service. Oh friends, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Let the musicians come. Let's stand together. Thank you for your patience and for your kind thoughts towards me that allowed me to go to just slightly past nine. How many love the Lord tonight? <laughs> oh, my goodness. We have so much to thank Him for. You know what? Just start thinking on the good things of God. Amen. Is that right? 
Okay, I've got so much to thank him for. Brother Ray, you help us with this. When I look around and see all the good things he has done for me, then I know I'm unworthy of them all. And his blessings he freely gives, I owe my whole life to him. I've got so much to for so much to praise him for you see Lord he's been so good to me and when I think of what he's done and where he has brought me from I've got so much to thank him for and sometimes while It's, it's not just, you know, I, I took it last week. They say just mouthing the words is better than not singing the words. Now, don't use it as an excuse not to sing, but it, it does something to your body. To actually laugh releases something in your body that does something. To thank Him is even greater. Now, I told you last week I'm a doctor. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. A merry heart 
Oh, man, that doesn't mean slapstick humor every day, you know. <laughs> no, just I'm thinking on things. I love the Lord. He's good to me. Amen. You want to drive the enemy crazy? Just sing, smile, repeat the word, say it to somebody else. Create an atmosphere around you. Is that possible, Brother Ed? It's absolutely possible. And if you catch yourself thinking, you know, Brother Ryan would make statements, you know, how to overcome. When you see yourself speeding down the road, when you see yourself speeding, I don't even know why I'm on all this today. You know, he says, you know how you overcome that? He said, just stop it. <laughs> what? You can just stop it? Yeah. If you can't just stop it, they can put a governor on your car. It can stop you from going a certain, certain way. Listen, I'm, I, I'm just saying, hey, start, start inside. Thank the Lord. Be happy in the Lord. Amen. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm a child of the King. Sing that if you believe that. I'm a child of the King. Though I'm in Laodicea, though I'm in this world, I've got a father, and I am his child. Amen. Let's sing that. We'll close. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm a child. Red.